showtime. This is the Bold Nonsense Podcast. We might as well have a good time. With Ad Walsh Disney. Dynamite drop-in money and broadcast school has really paid off. At Still Smooth Productions. <laughs> oh, big golfs, huh? All right. Well, see you later. And the man you know as the smartest idiot in the world. I think cerveza in a can is probably the greatest invention besides yoga pants and Chipotle. At St. Bale's. I'm not prepared. I really am not prepared at all. I'm a bunch of a-holes. Welcome to the 21st century, Buck Rogers. How's it on a Friday, everybody? Welcome in to the Bold Nonsense Podcast. The red light is on, and the red light means stop thinking. Of course, you know to get senseless with us, the whole podcast, the podcast in general, the senseless community. But for today, on 6-8-2018, pause, you don't hear the other tones, you don't hear at Still Smooth. You don't hear at St. Bales. Well, that's because they're not here. Both had prior engagements. Still Smooth hanging out at a lake, having a good time. And St. Bales had prior engagements. Because there is no at Still Smooth or at St. Bales this week, we're not going to be able to deal with things like fact check roundup. Or uh, we're not going to be able to have recess. You know, because playing, when you're at recess and you're playing all alone, that's just the saddest thing that can happen. One is the loneliest number that you'll ever do. So I'm not even going to attempt it. Because I'm not that sad. So we're just going to have a good time talking about sports and having a lot of fun, throwing out opinions. It's going to be real bold. Maybe not so much nonsense, but you're definitely going to get a lot of bold this week. So this is episode 17, and I'm at Walsh Disney. You're going to be hearing a lot of me for this week because it's just me on the pod. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Uh, But we're still going to have a great time. Still have so much to get to. NBA playoffs. We have a whole bunch of news. And, you know, we're going to talk a little bit more uh, some baseball. Yes! That's awesome! Some stuff that I want to talk about without the distraction of the two fools to my right and to my left that sit there on a weekly basis. So let's just dive right in, start this podcast. Uh, We usually start with random thoughts. Big time stuff! And I thought, you know, I'm going to keep that going. Just because the guys aren't with me. It doesn't mean we can't still have fun. It doesn't mean we still can't start this week off right. So I thought random thoughts. And I have a lot of theories. Think about them all the time. Constantly thinking, rolling things through the, through the brain on a day-to-day basis. So I thought, why don't I give this theory out to the senseless? And I want you to let me know what you think of it. 
Because if unless you're bouncing stuff off of other people, you can be way off base. So here we go. I'm going to give you one of my random theories, and you let me know whether you think I'm close, way off, right on target. Stay on target. I The theory for this week is I just believe fundamentally people who play and coach at a high level and people, those who officiate at a high level, they're just fundamentally different people. They see the world differently. Their brain works differently. They're thinking about different things, especially during a game. Obviously, there. But even in the outside world, that's just different people. You know, I've tried to be on both sides of the fence. I've coached, coached for a bunch of years, obviously played for a whole lot of years. Uh, and I did try the officiating thing for a brief time. Brief. Uh, because it just didn't fit. And that's when I realized this takes a completely different type of person. I'm out here thinking about the player aspect, the coaching aspect, while I'm trying to officiate, and that just doesn't work. It just doesn't work. You know, it's square peg and round hole. Fundamentally different people. That's my theory for the week. I know random thoughts usually takes way longer, especially when, say, Bales is here talking about traffic, talking about other co-workers. He loves it. And I love that. But this week, we're going to be nice, short, sweet, random theories. Let me know what you think. Get at the Bold Nonsense podcast. Uh, you can find us on Twitter, Bold underscore Nonsense, or on Instagram, Bold.Nonsense. You know where to find us if you're in the senseless community. If you're in the senseless community, welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. If this is your first time listening, then a special welcome to the senseless community. We call everybody the senseless because this is bold nonsense. And if you're listening, probably ain't got much sense. That don't make no sense. But that doesn't mean we still can't have fun. And we like to start the week of fun or the, the weekend of fun with some trivia. Trivia! Gonna make that your final answer? I think you're pretty smart, don't you, Trebek? Last week's trivia question. Hockey jerseys are also referred to as these. Because in hockey's early days, these were worn instead. A.K.A. what is the alternate name for hockey jerseys? Well, that answer, remember, you, you gotta have these in your head. You gotta be thinking, you gotta be thinking about this throughout the week. Don't get you don't have to get at us, but you definitely gotta play it long. And that answer is three, two, one. Sweaters. They're also referred to as sweaters because in the early days of hockey, they didn't have jerseys and it was friggin' cold, so they just wore sweaters. Little knowledge for you. This week's trivia question. Kind of along the same lines, in baseball, quote, tools of ignorance, unquote, refer to this. One more time for you. In baseball, tools of ignorance refer to this. Keep that one in your head, bounce that around. You'll get that answer next week. Make sure you tune in for that. Because, you know, we like to use trivia to to educate ourselves, educate the senseless, Really just have a fun time with it. I hope you are. 
If you are, let us know. Let us know. We want to hear from you. We want to keep making this podcast great for the whole community. But that's trivia. And really our mainstay with this podcast, it's the news. It's the news. So we want to get to that right now because I'm telling you, we have a whole bunch. I've just been handed an urgent news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. This is the fucking news. News, 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 news. We're news too. Only news told much later. See the game last night? Which game? Any of them. Passes it to the man, shoots it, and boom goes the dynamite. Fantastic. I am so sorry. Someone put the story in all capital letters and I, I thought I was supposed to yell it. For the news, we always start with the NFL. Kind of start at the top and we'll work our way down. That's how we feel about it. That's the way we rank it. And we have we have actually a good amount of news. You know, it's kind of been a crazy time for, for the NFL. It's kind of a slower time. Um, mandatory minicamps are just starting. OT, optional you know, OTAs uh, have just ended. So there's not a whole bunch of news. But... It's still a year-round thing, and we all, we'll always find something, right? We'll always find something to talk about. It's the NFL. It's what it does. It's what we do. We love it. We can't get enough. Just sit around. You've seen the memes. Just sit around waiting, waiting for football to come back. Everybody's arguing about dumb stuff. We're just here sitting waiting for football. So the first story, Terrell Owens declines invitation to Hall of Fame enshrinement ceremony at Canton. What else it could be more Terrell Owens? This is so him. Tia, d- don't try and hide. Uh, we saw you, I read your statement. It's a, a whole bunch of baloney. But really, just come out and say it straight. You're upset. You're pissed. You didn't. You weren't first ballot, and so this is your way of getting back to the Hall of Fame. You're not going to show up because they didn't select you sooner, which is what you wanted. You're pouting. Oh, okay, then I guess just pout. I mean, this is this is so on brand for T.O., and it's not a good brand. I mean, this guy, there's a reason that you had to wait to get into the Hall of Fame, and it's this thing. It's this. This kind of stuff, these kind of actions are what lead you to waiting to get into the Hall of Fame. But hey, at least you're consistent. I mean... Jerry Kramer didn't get in till last year. And you think what? You're too good to wait? Jerry Kramer comes from the age that built this league. He's, he comes from the age, he's the bedrock of the NFL. And he paid the, he, he and the people he played with that time, they paid the dues to make this game what it is. What we watch, what we want to consume, and the more, more, more that we want to consume. They made that. And T.O., he's not going to get remembered in the same light as Jerry Kramer. People will not feel the same way about that age that Jerry Kramer played in, the football age and T.O. He will be just another passing, fleeting Star, yeah, he was kind of bright, burned hot at the time. He's not going to get remembered like these guys are going to get remembered. And he's upset about being third ballot? I mean, come on, man. Get off your high horse a little bit. 
I mean, I guess if you had any self-awareness, you wouldn't be T.O. So keep doing what you're doing. At least you're T.O., Hall of Famer, third ballot, and you're still complaining because T.O. going to T.O., right? And really, this thing is going to backfire on him. Him thinking, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll show them. I'll stay away. I won't even show up to the ceremony. Oh, T.O., I'm sorry to say that. Nobody's going to care. Sorry, but you're the least transformative and the least beloved of the main group of players going into the Hall of Fame. Ray Lewis. You kidding me? It's Ray Lewis. He's one of the greatest leaders in football history. He's one of the greatest Baltimore Ravens. Everybody loves him in Baltimore. It's Ray Lewis. You don't have to say any more than that. You're not Ray Lewis. Brian Erlacher. The guy returned kicks play and played safety in college. The guy changed the linebacker position, Tampa 2. The way he could cover, the way he could move, this his size, speed. He was the definition of monster of the midway. Brian Dawkins. I mean, Brian, you really put Brian Dawkins... And Ed Reed, kind of, I mean, people don't want to put them in the same breath, but they're definitely in the the same sentence. Brian Dawkins was that guy who was going to play play that deep safety, and then he was going to come downhill, and he was going to knock somebody. He was in the prime NFL defensive years. This is one of the guys that, I mean, he played in Philly. Philly has this rich football history, and they love the guy. And then it's Randy Moss. Just changing wide receiver positions. He's in your position, but you're not even close. Randy Moss is the greatest physical athlete, physical freak that we've seen at that position, just going over the top, stretching defenses vertically. He started that. He he epitomized the stretching of of defenses, stretching that vertical, getting that deep down-the-field pass game going. When it comes down to it, Terrell Owens is just another loud receiver in a long line of loud receivers. He's no, he's no different than any of them. Yeah, he was great talent, great athlete, great, great receiver, great football player. I don't deny the fact that he should be in the Hall of Fame. He's there. But you don't have the, he doesn't have the wherewithal. He doesn't have the right. He doesn't have the resume. He doesn't have the transformativeness to be upset about being third ballot. That's that's overstepping the bounds there. He's just another one. He was louder than his talent at the end. And that's that's when it becomes a problem. T.O. is closer to Des Bryant than he is Randy Moss. You may not like to hear that. I'm not saying he would he, you know, he's as good as Des Bryant, because he's obviously better than Des Bryant, but he's closer to Des than Randy. Because Randy Randy was better at him in every way. As a receiver. And I know T.O. doesn't think that. But he's going into the Hall of Fame the same way he got out of the NFL. Loud and not worth it. I mentioned the Patriots earlier. We move on to Julian Edelman facing a four-game suspension for PEDs. He's currently appealing it, so we're not sure this is going to even stick. But it is something that he has to appeal, so it is a problem for him at this point. If, if the suspension holds up, which, I mean, 
He's been through tests and tests and tests. So he has never had anything happen yet, but he is turning 32. He's coming off a of knee surgery, I mean, big one. He's had injury troubles in the past, and he's itching to get back. He's one of those guys who loves the game. He wants to get back. So, I mean, I'm not saying that I think he did it, but I'm also saying it wouldn't surprise me. wouldn't surprise me. We've seen it before. When as players get older, they use PEDs. They don't use them for an advantage. They use them to recover. And that's what you're seeing here coming off the ACL surgery. But if this suspension is upheld, he would lose almost half a million dollars. That's what he would forfeit for those four games. But more importantly, on the field, he would miss games against Houston, who, when healthy, is a really good team and absolutely could at least push in the playoffs. Jacksonville, we all know Jacksonville. What more do you got to say? You got to go up against that defense, but you're also losing Julian Edelman. Detroit, Detroit, you know, up-and-comer. Kind of good team. Usually start pretty slow, so you should be fine there. And Miami. Miami's one that, I mean, you own the division, so let's go there. But the first two, those are going to hurt the worst. Houston and Jacksonville. I'm not saying it'll matter because it's the Patriots still, but hey, you never know. You never know. If they start 0-4, it's a tough hill to climb. So Julian Edelman could be facing a four-game suspension. We'll see it with that. Hopefully, I mean, these NFL things, they could take forever, but hopefully we'll know by next week. Duke Johnson and the Browns, they reached an agreement to extend Duke Johnson's contract Three years, so he gets a three-year extension, $15.6 million, 7.7 guaranteed for Duke Johnson. Duke Johnson was, uh, I don't want to say their best player, but it's the Browns, and they only had a couple good players, so not far off from best player on the Browns last year. Uh, Bales loves to say, what are these guys doing? You know, why are they signing Carlos Hyde? And then they extend... Duke Johnson, and then they draft a running back. You don't really see a clear picture. I mean, maybe they're going kind of a committee-type thing. Duke Johnson is obviously a lot different than Carlos Hyde, a lot different than Chubb. So I like this. You need a guy like this in today's NFL. So keep going with it, and good for Duke Johnson. Got his money. This is something, uh, I don't understand how this is continuing to be a story, but people love to hear about it. Gronk and Brady are back with the Patriots for mandatory minicamp. That's a key word there, mandatory. Everything else up to this point has been optional. They haven't missed anything that they're supposed to be at. This becomes a story every year while on the other side they turn around and also say, uh, this shouldn't be a story uh, but they turn back around and then talk about the story some more. I guess I'm doing the same thing, but hey, they're here. They're for they're here for the mandatory things. They're here when they're supposed to be here. So I'm hoping this off season of overreaction and hopeful body blows that will eventually knock out the Patriots. I hope that can just be over. They're gonna be the Patriots in this whole narrative about how. Oh, they're no fun. Patriots are no fun. It's not even the winning that makes it fun. But that's so overblown. 
I was listening to an interview with Reggie Wayne, who ended his career before he retired. He was with the Patriots. And he talked about how this this idea that it's not fun to play with them. And he was talking about how different it is there. But not that it's not fun. And he was even saying, like, people don't think Bill Belichick smiles ever. But he does. And he does have a good time. And it is fun. Uh but it's a little bit different the way they have fun. You know, it's it's kind of this thing where you got to know how to – when it's business time and when it's time to, to let loose a little bit. As long as you know how to get down to business, you're going to be all right on the Patriots. And then you're going to win a whole bunch. So it's not that they don't have any fun. I think that's way overblown. They're still playing a game for a whole lot of money. Never lose sight of the fact that these grown men play a game for a whole bunch of money. That's got to be fun in itself. So, so I don't really, really believe this whole thing, oh, they, they don't ever have any fun. There's a bunch of pressure, and it's a hard place to play. But Reggie Wayne even said that it was said that Reggie Wayne retired because he didn't want to play for the Patriots because it wasn't fun and it was too tough. Well, Reggie Wayne himself said that he, he those were just made up. He never said those. And he read them and, and had no idea what was going on or where that came from. Because he said that it wasn't. There was a sense of fun there. But I just think that people misconstrue this sense of fun. When I think what they really do is know when it's time to buckle down, when it's time to let loose. Football's game of inches. Inches, inches very much. It's a detail. Inches is a detail. And that's why the Patriots win, because they focus on those inches, those details. So it's that, those kinds of things where you can have the fun at practice, and when it's time to focus on those inches, you focus on those inches. That's the Patriots. That's the, that's a definition, that, that is the epitome of the Patriot way. It's not not fun. And that's not why Gronk and Brady missed optional off-season workouts. Something that, uh, two stories that are a little bit more on the serious side, uh, Dwight Clark, he is the recipient of the catch, quote-unquote, the catch. A pretty cool play to be a part of. He died at age 61 after a battle with ALS. So, thoughts to the Clark family and the focus of one of the Greatest pictures in NFL history, uh, greatest moments in NFL history. So that's going to be a tough blow, but he's remembered well by a lot of people and a lot of teammates. The second one, Giants GM Dave Gettleman. He has been diagnosed with lymphoma. The team has been told. Everyone was kind of shocked. Didn't really know about this. Kind of came out of the blue. But he'll still be able to... uh, serve as the GM, the Giants GM, while he's getting treatment. Uh, he'll get a lot of help from Shermer, the head coach, and the assistant GM. So they're just going to keep working this thing out. But a lot of the players are, you know, I heard from Will Hernandez and Saquon Barkley, who are both uh, high draft picks for the Giants. And they said, without that guy, we're not even here. So they they were saying, you know, I'm going to be behind him 100%. And they know, everybody says, tough guy. And he can fight this. So uh, good luck to Dave Gettleman in his fight against fight with lymphoma. Back to kind of the, uh, well, not to the NFL. I guess away 
to the XFL, where Oliver Luck has been named the first commissioner and chief executive officer of the XFL. You know, we've talked about a couple, couple weeks back, uh, me and the guys talked about the XFL, and I really didn't think it was it was going to happen. You know, just it had been tried before and it failed miserably. And then I read this, and for me, it just brings a professionalism to the XFL. I mean, he's Andrew Luck's dad. That's where he go. That's where he's coming from, and he's been all all over the place and on multiple committees. This is this is a good sign for the XFL here. On to the NBA. Brian Colangelo resigns as 76ers president. Uh, he's obviously you know about the burner Twitter accounts. We talked about it last week. Now he says he didn't know his wife was running the secret Twitter accounts and calls uh calls running those accounts misguided. Quote unquote misguided. Chris Carter says you got you need a fall guy. Yeah, you got to have a fall guy. That shouldn't be your wife. And that's what this sounds like. This sounds like fall guy. This was misguided. I didn't know about it. It's her fault. <laughs> Pass the buck. That shouldn't be your wife. What? He better not have done this at this point. Because that's like some, that's some loveless marriage politician stuff. Where you just throw the other one under the bus. That's why you're here. You're here to be my fall guy. Let's hope. Let's hope he actually didn't do it. And this story coming from him is true. Because if not, he's got a whole different world of problems. Uh, next story. Alvin Gentry gets a two-year extension with the Pelicans. Pretty sure he got that for crushing the Blazers. Um, moving right past that. Can't can't think about that anymore than I already have. Um, Katie commits to re-signing with the Warriors this summer. Yay. Yay for all of us. I mean, I know it's like a cool teammate move and you want to keep winning. We should love the fact that athletes want to win more than the money. That's awesome. And I like that from KD. But from like an entertainment, storytelling aspect, man, I hope they break up. Man, I hope that band doesn't last long. Because I don't know how many more of these uh, these sweeps that I can take. Because we got game four going on either right now or, or nope. We got game four coming on here pretty soon. And I don't know. It sure seems over to me. But we'll get to the finals in a little bit. First, before we get to the finals, we got to go to Major League Baseball. If you haven't seen the video of the Padres fan who catches the ball in her beer cup and then proceeds to chug the beer, you need to. I'm just going to say one couple words. That's wife material. That's wife material. Find you a girl like that. Because that's a pretty dope video. Shohei Otani of the Angels, the, pit, the pitcher, huge offseason story. Uh, he's out with the UCL sprain. That's in the elbow, kind of a major ligament throwing. Uh, as a pitcher, it's a pretty big deal. He'll be reevaluated in three weeks, so that could be huge for the Angels. And really, all we got to talk about. What do we got to talk about for in baseball? It's the Mariners. It's the Mariners. Unless there's a team coming to Portland, it's the Mariners. In first place, I just. Kind of my my thoughts on this was, what do you need to be a solid team? And that's 
That's what they've kind of rounded into. And I think it's you need a leader, somebody who's going to lead you and set the tone for this team. Well, who is it right now? It's Segura. I think it's Gene Segura, the way he plays, how hard he plays, how, the way he hits. He's going. He's getting after it. He's aggressive. Swings at a lot of stuff. Nitty-gritty type of guy. And I think that sets a huge tone for the Mariners. You also need situational hitting, which you're getting. Um, you're getting outside of the core is where you need it. I mean, you get, you get clutch hits from guys like Zanino a lot, or Healy a lot. Um, with spam coming over, you're getting him from him now that he's getting more comfortable. So you're getting that situational hitting that you need, and you, need, you and you got to have belief. You got to have belief, and this team just they ooze belief in this in these last couple games after hitting their stride. They, they you can just feel it. It's different, which lead which leads me to think is Cano really the best leader for the Mariners. If you think about the difference in the, the style of play from Segura to Cano, it's almost a 180. Segura is all go all the time. Get after it. Do the dirty work. Dive. Get dirty. Slide hard. Take an extra base when you can. And Cano's real laid back. I mean, you've all seen it. It's the not running out first base because you don't – it's 162 games. It's – it's the catching the ball as close to your left shoulder as humanly possible on a pop-up. It's moving as little as you can and looking as cool as possible. It's just so different. I mean, the Cano team is kind of a lackadaisical uh, approach to it where you're also feeling the pressure to be good because your lineup kind of screams that you should, and it's Cano team. He's got to be a star, and the team's got to be good. Without Cano... Cano, the Segura team, it's more gritty, and it's way more loose. Sometimes the loss of a star player gives you that freedom and and decreases the amount of pressure that you're under, especially from the outside. You might think, hey, we got to keep winning, but from the outside, you're not getting written about all the time. You're not saying, oh, they're not living up to their potential. What they're saying is, oh, they're without Cano, and they're playing well. That's what you hear from the outside, while inside you're thinking, okay, let's go. But it is more loose. That's just human nature. And I think the team is kind of right at that that perfect area where you're thinking, okay, we're not supposed to be doing this because we don't have Cano, but we are. And we still believe in ourselves. But But the pressure's gone, so they're playing way loose. And I think a lot of that comes from Segura. The pitching has stepped up for the Mariners, and I, I honestly, I didn't see that at the beginning of the season. I didn't see where it was going to come from with Felix opening day one. I mean, I thought James Paxton was going to have a good year again, but a lot of people have stepped up, and I think the pitching is what's really, starting pitching especially, it's what you got to have, especially when you get into the playoffs, which let's keep our fingers crossed on that one. But starting pitching is really carrying a, a bullpen that's, they had some problems. They had some problems. Well, not at the closing end, but in the middle there. <laughs> and the pitching's great. And I think everything's just kind of coming, coming together right now. It, and from the top down, you got an aggressive GM. And that's a huge thing because it makes the whole program, the whole, the whole ball club, it makes them aggressive as well. 
So I think that that's just it's awesome to know that you have a GM that's going to go make moves to try and get the best team possible. And he's not going to be afraid to make moves. Take notes, O'Shea. Also, one of the things I hate the most is, especially with analytics people, is the fact that they'll go for a matchup rather than the actual player. And this year, guys are getting a lot more consistent playing time. And baseball, more than any other sport, is about seeing it over and over, repetition. So when you're constantly taking the right fielder and playing him uh, every other day based on the righty-lefty matchup, that guy is getting half the reps that he actually needs. And now that they're, they're getting consistent playing time from these guys, you're seeing the dividends. So I love the fact that they're doing that. In Classic Mariners uh, fandom, <laughs> they, they bring you right up and then they smack you down. It's like the, the rock doing, doing chokeslam, you know? That's how, that's how this Mariners fandom has been for a long time. Because Dan Altavilla sprained UCL and Juan Nicasio, right knee swelling, they've been put on the DL. <laughs> so there goes some of that pitching that I just talked about. They joined David Phelps, who got Tommy John before the season, Nick Vincent with a strained groin, and Erasmo Ramirez with a strained rotator cuff. They joined them on the DL. So that's five relievers, five major relievers for the Mariners that are down. That's awesome. That's awesome. If you can't uh, if you can't enjoy the Mariners, or you can because they keep winning. But hey, if the pitching starts to starts to go and the wins start to go, why don't you go ahead and focus right on college baseball? College baseball, they're on the super regionals right now. If you don't know, it goes a regional, a super regional, then people go to Omaha. So the Beavers are hosting a super regional against Minnesota. Uh, that the game one actually just ended a little bit ago, and it's a best of three, so three games. Beavers just won the first game eight to one, and I've complained a little bit about the analytics of Major League Baseball and how it's changed the game to strike out or home run, and how that's not actually good for the game. Well, if you don't like the Major League Baseball game, if you think it's slow, if you think it's boring, if you don't think there are enough runs. Or good plays on defense even. Go watch some college baseball. Especially the Beavers. Because this team is... It's so much fun to watch. You're going to get home runs. We had two two home runs today. Back to back. You're also going to get sack bunts. They lead the Pac-12 in sack bunts. They had a safety squeeze today. All sorts of incredible base running. Small ball. Home runs, really good defense, everything that you think baseball is supposed to be, that's how the Beavers play baseball. So if you're looking for some good baseball to watch, go watch that. Go watch them finish out, hopefully finish out their Super Regional with Minnesota and go to Omaha. Keep an eye on that one. In hockey news, Washington Capitals won their first Stanley Cup in franchise history. It's pretty cool. Uh, defeated the Golden Knights, who are a good story. Um, but, hey, it's not their time yet. It's not their time. Pay your dues. Good for Alex Ovechkin, who won the Conn Smythe Trophy. See, MVP for the whole playoffs, not just the finals. Love the way hockey does that. It's not just a finals MVP. It's a, a playoffs MVP. And then for the for the Washington Capitals, this is, this is the kind of story that just gets you. Gets you right in the heart. Right in the feels. As they say, TJ Oshie 
after they won the, the Stanley Cup, he dedicated the Stanley Cup win to his dad who's battling Alzheimer's. The quote he, he gave, the quote he said, it just gives you goosebumps. Like if you can't if you don't understand how awesome this story is, uh, reevaluate some stuff. This is a quote he said. He said, This is one memory that I don't think he's gonna forget. Short, sweet, and poignant. I mean that that'll make you feel. That'll make you feel. Well that's the news. And we're gonna go straight from the news because we don't have racist. We're gonna go straight from the news right to our main topic. You know what that's got to be. It's the only thing that's right in the heart of it, right in the heart of the playoffs, or maybe near the end of the playoffs. It's the NBA Finals. NBA Playoffs. I don't super want to talk about it, but also, gotta. Gotta, right? The Warriors lead the Cavs 3-0 in the Finals, and the Game 4 is happening very soon. Is happening as you know while I'm recording and all this stuff, and you'll you'll know by tomorrow when this podcast actually comes out. But the first thing I want to talk about is the the officiating, especially in the first couple of games. You know, I, I was raised never to uh, blame anything on the officials. It's never the officials' fault. There are things you could have done to overcome them. Okay, but come on. I mean, even the NBA is admitting that it's been terrible. You know that they know it's been bad. Because the NBA had to make other officials go on Twitter during the during Game 3? That's just admitting that, hey, it's been terrible. Let's use Twitter to try and diffuse kind of the anger around this officiating. I mean, sometimes it's just obvious. Sometimes, sometimes it's just you can see it. That the NBA knows this has been pretty, pretty terrible. We better do something about this. Well, it's obvious. It's like it's it's you know when you know when you when you get that the person the one you know when you know. It's that obvious. It's obvious like that. It's feeling the energy of a good night before you go out with the crew with the squad. You can feel the energy. You know when it's going to be a good night. It's got that different kind of wild to it. So you can feel it. You know. It's just obvious. You know when it's happening. You know when you know. Right? And that's that's what this is. When the NBA has to, has to change, it has to put people on Twitter trying to diffuse some of this anger, that's when you know. It's just like, I mean, think of the Super Bowl. In the, the catch rule, the replay stuff, what they do, they changed it. And everyone could tell. Everyone could tell that this guy, hey, this guy's been screwing it up all year. And Kamish got on the phone and was like, fix it. And he did. That's when you know it's not, it's not like they're trying to hide it. Just take the message. It's been terrible. Game one was atrocious. Just stealing the, se- the entire series. Not only did you ruin that game, but the Cavs needed that game to have a chance. And you screwed it. Screwed the pooch. That's the officiating. I don't like talking about it, but you can't ignore it. Because you know. You know when you know. But let's get to the actual teams. The actual teams. I mean, basketball. Bales tells me all the time, basketball's a team sport. Walsh, I can hear it in my head. I have good takes. But the difference between the Warriors and the Cavs, it's huge. 
I mean, the Warriors are. It's like when you surround yourself by people in people in your knowledge level or out of your knowledge level. The Warriors are like having coworkers or having conversations with people at your knowledge level. Those conversations are in in depth. They're good talks. They're long. You're connecting. You know, things are clicking in that conversation, in that talk. And the Cavs are just like, they're way, somebody you're talking to and they're way below your knowledge level on whatever you're talking about. It can be sports. It can be, I don't know, gardening. I don't care what it is. It can be alcohol. Huh? It can be anything. But when that person doesn't, you can tell that person doesn't know what you're talk, they're talking about as much as you know what you're talking about. That conversation's not as fun. The Warriors are over there. They're all having this in-depth conversation. It's a good time. And LeBron's trying to teach Algebra 2 to 4th graders. It's not going to work. That's just no fun. That's why you can see the Warriors are always smiling and laughing. They're having a good time. And LeBron does stuff like like the video after Game 1. He gets pissed because he's frustrated. Nobody wants to have... Nobody wants to have those terrible surface-level conversations all the time, and that's what he's doing. That's the major difference between these two teams. So let's just move on to the worse but more interesting team in the Cavs. Sorry, the LeBrons. Because that's pretty much what it is at this point. I mean, LeBron carrying the Cavaliers, it's like it's like doing a podcast it's like if I were doing this podcast right now and at Steel Smooth and at St. Bales were here sitting right by me, but just not talking. They didn't tell me they weren't going to say anything this whole time. They just didn't. <laughs> and I'm over here sitting, you know, looking at them, giving them looks like, hey, when are you going to chime in? But I'm also just talking. I have no idea when they're going to say something, if they're going to say something. It's just awkward. You don't really know how to do it, what you're doing, how to lead these people. I said it last week. You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make a drink. That's what LeBron is dealing with. He's like doing he's doing a podcast with other people, but he's the only one saying anything. Bale says it's supposed to be a team game, and it's definitely not with these Cavaliers. Let's look at the level of production compared to the Cavs' production. From Game 1 to Game 2, obviously Game 1 happened. That was ridiculous. I think they ended up losing by like 10. But end of regulation, very well should have gotten it done. But the margin of victory in Game 2 was 19 points. LeBron's scoring differential from Game 1 to Game 2 was 22 points. So basically... LeBron went from scoring 51 to scoring 29. And the the differential was 19 points in game two. So what does that tell you? If LeBron scores 29, they lose by about 20. If LeBron scores 51, they, excluding a monumental and historic blunder by J.R. Smith, win. This team is asking LeBron that LeBron needs to score 45 to 50 points for the Cavs to have a chance. Isn't basketball a team sport? 
Is that reasonable? I don't think so. Seems pretty unreasonable to ask a guy to score 45 to 50 and also drag your teammates to the bucket by a collar so they can score. I mean, and try and guess which one of them is going to have a good game. Rodney Hood has played 60% of their last 10 games. He was their second best player in game three. Tells you all you need to know. It's ridiculous what he's dealing with. I mean, how can LeBron possibly do more? That's not a rhetorical question. I would love for you to let us know how he how can he do more? On Twitter, bold underscore nonsense. Instagram. Bold dot nonsense. Go ahead, DM us. Tell him. Tell us how he can do more. Doesn't anyone notice this? I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. Because he had, he in game three he passed MJ for the most thirty points game in the finals. He now has in NBA in finals history the most thirty point games. He also in finals history has the most finals triple doubles with ten. He has ten finals triple doubles. That's the most. Oh, and he has in finals history he has the most thirty point triple doubles, and this is gonna this is ridiculous. The most thirty point triple doubles in NBA Finals history. There have been nine finals thirty point triple doubles. LeBron has five of them, and he's the only one to have more than one. He's the only one with multiple. Four people have one. LeBron's got five. Tell me how we can do more. Because I don't see it. I see see the greatest player to ever play. I see a terrible team. With guys who don't know how to step up on a consistent basis. He's going to keep losing finals. He can go to another team, but he's going to get crushed. Let's not pretend like all of a sudden if he... He leaves the the Cavs this year that we're gonna we're gonna choose this year to be ra- rational or reasonable with LeBron. He's been criticized at every turn, every step. Now people are gonna be like, "No, it's okay. You can you can go to a different team. You can go to Houston and actually try and win a finals." No, we're gonna tear him apart. We're gonna tear him apart, just like we always have. Instead of enjoying it, you tear him down. But that uh, brings me to the last point. Tearing people down, the people we choose to tear down and lift up. I already know what I'm going to hear. You know, I think you guys do too. When the Warriors win again, and KD has a great game, who knows, it's kind of a toss-up right now, to me at least, between KD or Steph, who's going to win finals MVP. But really... It doesn't matter because either way, the story's going to come back to, oh, KD, he's better than LeBron. He's better than LeBron. You joking? I hope you don't still think that because I just gave you the numbers telling you that he's not. <laughs> the guy has one good game, people freak out. I mean, he's on, KD's on the Warriors. How hard is it? They're unguardable. You have to step up for one game? 
They're not even a leader on the team. And people say that we've never seen anything like this with KD and LeBron. We've never seen anything like this. Completely ridiculous. The talent. The story. We've never seen it. No, you have. You have. (laughs) You've seen it, I promise. It's NJ Bird. I mean, people are talking about this. You talk about this all the time. No, Larry Bird. It's Larry Bird. People forget about Larry Bird. No, it's MJ. It's MJ. Well, that's the same thing. You know, LeBron is MJ and KD is Bird. KD is an incredible player with an incredible team around him. You're supposed to be able to put up ridiculous numbers. LeBron's the best player. I think we have seen this. We've seen these rivalries. LeBron's the best. KD is Bird. He's a great player on a great team. And we're going to continue to have this argument because I think we still do. Larry Bird kind of falls kind of falls back, but every once in a while you'll hear somebody be like, hey, don't sleep on Bird now. I think that's going to end up happening. You know, once we get down the line, people forget the... Uh, the bad details, like they do with Jordan. I can't wait for it. I can't wait. It's gonna be awesome. The bottom line is we're gonna we're gonna continue to have great NBA talk, great all timers talk, and that's always good. Everybody loves talking. So do I. So I do. But that's really, I mean, uh, we've got everything covered here. That's really all we've got for this week. I'm out here alone. So, you know, it's a little shorter. Trying to get in, get out. There's a lot of news, so we wanted to bring you this. Wanted to have a good time. I, I, I've i loved doing this every week and this week as well. And I, we just love the response, all of us. I'm sorry if you can uh, if you can hear the rain, the rain coming down. Can't do anything about it. Just just think of it as a nice, nice cool undertone. Nice, fun, like cool, relaxing undertone. Just a nice week of sports talk. That's what we've had. Sports talk. Cool nonsense stuff. With a little bit of rain underneath. I don't know, that's my FM DJ voice. It's probably pretty bad. And I apologize for it. I truly do. But I do not apologize we're bringing you this week of podcast and bringing you next week's podcast where we talk about NBA Finals reactions. You know, it's going to be over by then. And we're going to react to it. It'll probably be something along the lines of this where I try and hold back tears and Bale's laughs with delight. Because that's what he does. He's a monster. We're also going to start our NFL division rankings slash breakdowns. We're going to break down... Uh, NFL divisions one by one and rank them how we think that it's going to turn out at the end of the season. You know, first, second, third, fourth, yeah, kind of thing. We're doing it super early because it's fun. And we don't like to just react to everything because that's boring. You know, you got to project. you got to put it out there. And then you can hold us accountable and see how wrong we usually are, especially me. But this week has been so much fun. Again, one more time, you can find us, Bold Nonsense on Twitter, Bold underscore Nonsense on Instagram, Bold dot Nonsense. You can email us, Bold Nonsense Podcast at gmail.com. 
We always like to hear everybody. Or you can go ahead and find Bold Nonsense. Just Bold Nonsense. The iTunes podcast app. Search Bold Nonsense. Not Bold Nonsense podcast, but Bold Nonsense. Then go ahead and subscribe if you haven't already. Rate if you haven't already. Review if you haven't already. And in those reviews, tell us what you want. What you want different on this podcast? What you want to keep happening on this podcast? What's your favorite thing? What's your least favorite thing? Always answer those two things. And then ask us ask us questions if you want us or give us topics to talk about. We in the in the near future we want to do a mailbag show. Before that, we gotta have, you know, at least 10 people get at it. So that's our goal. We want 10 of the senseless community, 10 of the people who listen to this podcast to go and review it. Or you don't even have to review. Just hit us up anywhere. Twitter, Instagram, email, or on our reviews on iTunes. And give us something to talk about. Give us a question. Give us a topic. Anything that you want to hear, give that to us and we will do a mailbag show. You can expect the show on Saturdays. We record on Friday nights. This week I record on Friday night and try to get it to you Saturday. And I've already told you where you can find it. iTunes. But also on SoundCloud. I did not tell you that. I was holding out. And I'm sorry for that. But that's this week's podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Whether you're new or come back every week. Just thank you for being part of our community. We seriously, we enjoy this ride so much. We started this hoping that we could just talk to people and share our banter and our love of sports and you guys have responded so well, um, and we we can't thank you enough. I think we tend to do it at the end of every show because we really can't believe that this keeps happening, but it does, and we love it. We love it. So, for at Still Smooth, much love. For at St. Bales, cheers. And from myself, at Walt Disney for this week. If you love it, love us. very little. I hate goodbyes. It's over. Go home. Go.